Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctor is in. Now here is your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Hey, we're very happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is a radio show for boomers and beyonders, and uh, this is the uh, second act of life, second part of life, second half of life, and uh, we are 50-plus, and there are a lot of things going on in our lives that we want to be attentive to, that we want to be diligent about, that we want to be mindful of, and uh, we bring you that kind of content with those kinds of guests every show. So welcome again to Second Half Now. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and I want to ask you a couple of questions what will your life be like five or ten years from now? I guess that's just one question, but let's stop right there. What will your life be like five or ten years from now? Well, that will depend on what you want it to look like, and even more importantly, what you decide and do now to make it look that way. Do you want to make a difference between five and difference in five or ten years from now? Engaged and involved in things that matter? Do you want a life that is rewarding and fulfilling, productive and meaningful? We're wise to pause for a bit and learn what we actually can do and create our future reality with solid values and effective planning. On this show, we'll get some insight on how to secure our financial future also to minimize the stress and worry that boomers and beyonders often experience in the later years. Then we'll be able to more effectively live a life that honors God and blesses others. So the title for today's show is this, Planning to Make a Difference. And in case it doesn't come across in an audio fashion, I just want to make clear there's a double reading of that. It's planning to make a difference. Are you planning to make a difference? Is that part of your future? Is that what you want out there five or ten years from now? But it's also planning so doing planning now so that you can make a difference later. It's kind of a double, double use of that phrase. So our guest today is going to help us uh, get a handle on that, and I'll introduce him in just a moment. I want to remind our listeners that we have five core topics or five life issues that we deal with on the radio show, and we try to focus on one uh, with each guest, and those five core topics are these. Number one, home and family. Number two, health and wellness. Number three, budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. All of that, we want to give you resources. We want to give you encouragement, inspiration, connections, networking, anything that we can so that you can find and fulfill your calling. That's the whole point of our show. And today we're going to focus on the core topic number three, which is budget and finances. And again, the topic title for today is Planning to Make a Difference. Let's talk about it. Our special guest in studio today is Bob Bedritus. And we met at a uh, recent Second Half Now Partners meeting and have had um, opportunity to uh, catch up a little bit at a couple of other meetings since then. And we have talked a number of times. And also, um, I attended a seminar at his office 
and I knew I had to have him on the show. It was uh, very valuable and important um, information, not only just information, but in a context of a lot of, of trust and respect. So I have a high, high regard for Bob Bedritus, and I want to introduce him to our listeners. So thank you, Bob, for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Dan, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. I'm really happy to be here. The things that we have talked about over the last couple of months, uh, we could go on and on and on and on. And uh, But we're going to try to um, take this show uh, for a full hour, and uh, we'll be in two parts. And uh, the first part will be on the radio, the second part will be online, and everything will be available as an MP3 uh, podcast, download any anything, any access that a person needs to have. So... Um, I'm just really pleased that you're here. We've been talking about this for a while, and um, I'm engaged with what your topic is, and I appreciate that. So planning to make a difference. So um, let's let our listeners get a little bit acquainted with you, and you are with Oswego Wealth Management, or is it just Oswego Wealth? Oswego Wealth Management. Wealth Management, okay. And um, tell us a little bit about uh, about where you are, how you got there, a little brief introduction so people can say, oh, okay, well, I, I'm going to listen some more because that guy sounds like he, well, he's coming from the right direction. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll start by saying that my story really begins in the early 1940s when my mother and father were living in, living in Riga, Latvia, mm-hmm. and when World War II started, uh, the Baltics weren't particularly important to the Nazis, or the Russians for that matter. So uh, when the war ended, however, as most of us know, the Soviets annexed a number of states in the in mm-hmm. Eastern Europe and Northern Europe. And when they did that, my parents were able to flee to Munich, Germany, where they met and married. And in 1951, they were ready to go to Australia. Passports were uh, obtained. They were ready to go to Australia. And at the 11th hour, the first Baptist church of Cleveland, Ohio, in a humanitarian mission, uh, sponsored my parents and my mother's parents, my grandparents on my mother's side, to Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I grew up in a very ethnic household in the Lutheran church in Cleveland. All right. Church for me, though, however, was not something that I particularly uh, related to because it was in Latvian. And in fact, Latvian is my first language. Uh, I oh, it is still? I, uh, well, it's it's my first language, always will be, although I'm primarily an English okay. speaker now, and I'm yeah. so rusty in Latvian, you'd be hard-pressed to call me a native Latvian speaker. Yeah. But it is where I, it is my roots, and I grew up in a very ethnic household. And I say that to say that I wanted to get beyond just being a, a Latvian and just being an ethnic son, an ethnic young man in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Ohio, so what I did is I tried. To, I used sports and I used education to move forward. So I was lucky enough to uh, get a good education, uh, go off to Miami University, spend a little bit of time at Wharton Business School, and got right into the investment business directly out of college. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I spent the better part of 20 years with two firms, Merrill Lynch and Payne Weber ultimately became UBS. So I did that. I did that role in Cleveland, Ohio, or in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, secondarily, I actually transferred while I was with them, San Francisco and New York City, and that was the better part of 20 years in those towns, primarily San Francisco and New York City. And in 2001, I was uh, had an opportunity I didn't understand, but I jumped at it, and it was the opportunity to move to Portland. And I spent a lot of time in Portland when I was in San Francisco mm. and traveling up here. Yeah. And I knew this is where God was calling us to live. 
So in 2001, we moved to Portland, and uh, I had a role with M Financial Group. I was a chief marketing officer of the holding company of M and chief executive officer of the investment arm of M Financial Group, which was the fourth largest privately held company at the time. Uh, still a very significant employer mm-hmm. in, in the state of Oregon. Uh, I've since moved on and left them and moved on in some consulting roles. And then I joined Oswego Wealth Management as a partner in 2013. And this was an opportunity for me to join a group of guys and gals who love the Lord. Uh, we believe we have a ministry more than we ha- as much as we have a business, maybe actually more than we have a business. Mm-hmm. And I have partners, Craig Childress, Dave Ryback, and Coco Hunt, as well as Kelly Olson, Cassandra Whitney, and Crystal Perez, in our in our in our in our office, and um, we are uh, we are so delighted when we can help people to discover their purpose in life. Well, that is quite a journey, and I'm really happy to get that filled in. I don't think I remember hearing about the Latvia part, but uh, quite a journey geographically, personally, mm-hmm. all of the uh, development. I mean, you have uh, an amazing background so that right now uh, in the second half of life you're able to step up and help people to adopt the right kind of attitude and make the right kinds of plans the right kind of execution of things in order to um, secure their financial um, situation for future years sounds like that's that's in fact what you desire to do what you delight to do uh, it is what I delight yeah. to, to do yes and I don't think you mentioned and I want to bring this out that the firm, is all Christian? Is that? Am, am uh, I saying that right? We the, we we are we are all believers. Yeah. Our uh, staff meetings every Monday morning. We have a two-hour staff meeting. The first hour is a Bible study mm-hmm. and prayer, and yeah. we pray for our clients, pray for one another's uh, yeah. opportunities and burdens and yeah. relationships. Uh, with that said, I will I will tell you that our clients are not all Christian clients. Right. Uh, a, mm-hmm. a large number are, uh, but we. Uh, we believe we're called to serve, and there's nothing more important than the Great Commission, mm-hmm. and nothing more significant in our lives than the gospel. And uh, we want to bring the gospel to unbelievers. We want to be involved in unbelievers' lives. We love, we love our believing clients, and uh, we want to minister to them as well. Though, yeah, yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have talked, Bob, about how important it is for boomers. I mean, you and I are in that age group, and we're moving down the track, and uh, you know, we have our challenges and our opportunities and everything else. Uh, tell a little bit about what we, as we have talked about, how important it is for people in our generation to be proactive and intentional about, and not just sit back and hoping some good things will happen. Because that kind of goes back to the title of the show, planning to make a difference. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about why that's important. Well, I love the question, first of all. Thank you. And I've used the term purpose-driven, purpose-driven mm-hmm. life, uh, and I have four children. Michelle and I have four children, and our daughters, uh, both married, both married to amazing guys in ministry, The four, all, all four of them, both couples, and they introduced the term intentional to me years ago. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you yeah. use that word about being intentional with their lives, being intentional with their ministry, and I, I've, adap- I've adapted that word. I've, I love to use the word intentional. And for me, I find that most of us can be intentional about some things and not very intentional about others. Mm. Of course, the Bible speaks of money as much as it speaks about sin, if not more. Right. And we know that money really, 
your treasure is where your heart is where your treasure is, right. of course. And we find that that's a, it's very important, we believe, to line up your finances with your purpose in life and what you're doing, what you're doing with that purpose. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's um, that's really critical to be thinking about uh, the object of my life, the purpose of my life, and I have to um, evaluate that and assess that and and uh, determine to be the way that God has equipped and called me to be. Otherwise, if we just go on default, uh, we'll go the way of the world. And uh, you know, not that we don't ever make mistakes. But when you're on track and you're more decisive and you're gathering information and building relationships with a destination in view or with a cause or a purpose in view, it makes so much difference in how we live day to day. Of course. And of course, your peer group matters and how they spend money and, and how, you, how you were grown up. Many of us have money right. wounds from uh, things we learn from uh, as we grew up. You know, mm-hmm. Statements like money doesn't grow on trees, for example, right. is, is, is a very popular one. Yeah. But... I have found that most people, when it comes to their financial lives, there's a minority that are really on top of things. Mm-hmm. But the, but most of us, it's kind of like a junk drawer. Dan, I, I, you know, if you have a junk drawer at home, if you get, or if your audience thinks about their junk drawer at home and you picture it, you open a drawer and there's there are rubber bands and this pliers and, that, and, and fly, exactly, <laughs> and it's it's all there. Close pins, but it's not very organized. Right. So we at Oswego Wealth Management are first and foremost we're financial planners. Mm-hmm. That's the genesis of everything we do in a relationship with somebody. And we ask people one poignant question to to begin a relationship: What's important about money to you? Mm-hmm. And we ask that to couples. Yeah. And we ask that to individuals. And frankly, the the answers are different for everybody. I mean, there are general themes, but one's motivation, it's very different. And ultimately, when we get through the through that process, then we really understand what drives you, what's important to you, and what matters in your life. And then we can align your money with that. I think it, I think it was Thoreau who said that most men lead lives of quiet desperation yeah. and go to the grave with the song still in them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. Yeah. Many of us examine our lives in, on multifaceted levels, but we tend to think that the financial area is a little complicated, just a little too much to really focus on. Sure, right. That's the work that we do. Yeah. We're, it's a safe environment. Uh, for many people, it's where the culture meets the church, by the, by the way. Yeah, right. uh, but it's a safe environment where you can really explore that question what does money mean to you? Right. And then drill down and understand how to live a life worth living, an examined life. I appreciate that, really, that, that context, because um, for any of our listeners who are in the phase of accumulating, or maybe they already have done that, and now they have a pile of resources someplace, you have to ask the question, what is this for? Or what is it? what do I want to do with it? Because otherwise, it's just earthly stuff right it's just uh it's just money well exactly and and if if you were to ask me what is the mission of our firm us we go wealth management i would tell you that we help individuals and families make intentional decisions Mm -hmm. and then we work with them to determine how much is enough which can result in the increased charitable giving of time talent and treasure and ultimately helping to fulfill the great commission Mm -hmm. we think that's a worthy cause yeah 
Wow, that's extraordinary, and I think rather unique in the sense of a whole firm being like that. Because I know I know many Christians who are in your line of work, uh, but they're in a firm that isn't completely, you know, that way. It isn't completely uh, operating by biblical standards. And we so, really, and God really brought us together as a team. Yeah. I'm confident, confident of that because when I left M Financial Group and I had a consulting career to institutional money managers, hedge funds, private equity firms. I was still getting on airplanes, flying everywhere, and not really thinking about my mm-hmm. junk drawer in my head. Now, it wasn't a financial junk drawer. It was just a what is my purpose in life junk drawer, mm-hmm. which was in my head. Totally disorganized. The pliers were who knows where in the, yeah. the rubber bands in my brain. Right. But I wasn't only thinking about it. And around 2013, I it, the Lord had really been impressing on my heart that I needed to make a change and live a life worth living. Mm. And it was in that period of time I decided to go back to the future and go back to financial advising, not to be an executive or a consultant any longer. And when I did that, I I started my own firm, a solo practitioner Mm -hmm. in Lake Oswego. And through the Holy Spirit and the Lord's work, he brought me together with Craig Childers, who had been, we'd been going to church together. We were in the same small home group, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle and I, Terry, Craig, and some other friends. And we'd been meeting for eight years together. For you knew each other well. We knew each other well. Yeah. We'd been praying for one another and, and opening our lives up to yeah. each other for eight years. Uh, Coco Hunt was one of the first men I met in this town when I moved here in 2001. Mm. Uh, ironically, we met at a health club uh, working out in the 6 a.m. brigade mm. uh, before we all went to work. And yeah. Dave Ryback, I got to know well over a few years. Well, Dave... Coco and Craig had been un- operating under the same umbrella of philosophy and the business that they did, but they were running three solo practices in the same real estate for economies of scale of yeah. sharing their uh, sharing uh, operations and and uh, assistance and so on and so forth. Right. And they were speaking in earnest about creating a firm right when I was starting my right after I'd started my firm. So four months after I started my firm, I was graciously invited in to become a partner uh, with the other three men. Yeah. And so the four of us have been a partner of Swego Wealth Management now for, us, uh, for a little over a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. You, as we talked earlier, um, you have shared some, you already gave the Socrates quote, but you also shared some of the wisdom of the Cheshire Cat and Yogi Berra. And uh, we'll hear those right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. 
Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. We are back with Bob Bedritus uh, in studio here with me, and we are talking about uh, the subject planning to make a difference. I want to make sure that I give a big thank you to some of our partners who help make this uh, show possible, not just uh, paying the radio time, but also uh, bringing support and encouragement and all kinds of things that they provide for us. So in addition to uh, the sponsors that you just heard from uh, on those uh, spot ads, we also want to mention Hearthstone Senior Living, Transformational Finance, uh, Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial. I saw Dan yesterday, and there's a new name for that company. They got acquired by, I can't even try to say it because I'll probably say it wrong. So anyway, uh, Portland City Acupuncture with Mariko and the Next Phase Coaching with Eric Howard and Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Chiropractic. So as we left off, Bob, we were um, talking about uh, the... Um, uh, kind of the context and the wisdom that goes into this. And you know, all we're talking about purpose. We're talking about being intentional. We're talking about being not living a wayward life or a, an unexamined life, like uh, Socrates said, was not worth living. Mm-hmm. And Purpose Driven, uh, how many times have you read that book? Uh, it's a terrific book. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I've led Bible studies on it and have yeah. written questions uh, you know, for those groups and everything. So... Uh, but I said before the break that uh, we're going to hear about the wisdom of the Cheshire Cat and Yogi Berra. So uh, help us out here. What what do they have to offer us? Well, first of all, I'm apologizing in advance. I am a little like Polonius uh, for you Shakespearean buffs. Uh, and my kids have a lot of fun as, as my partners and, and our, our team does making fun of some of the comments and statements I come up with. But being a reader and a theater guy, I just uh, we think about uh, Alice and the Cheshire Cat. That when she asked the cat, "Which road should I take?" and he asked, "Where are you going?" and she didn't know. He says, "Well, I suppose if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there." And of course, Yogi Berra famously said, "When you come to the fork in the road, take it." So, <laughs> good old Yogi. So you have a kind of an approach that you use. I don't know if this is consistent in your firm, but uh, you visualize, speaking of Shakespeare, you visualize a three-act uh, play. 
And uh, let's hear uh, kind of an initial introduction about that, those three acts, and then uh, we will uh, cover more of that in a little bit more depth and detail on part two of our of our show. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank so you. act one, act two, and act three. And what you're saying is this is uh, a, a decent way to adopt uh, a, a, a pathway or a functional structure for a person's life. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And again, my metaphor for a three-act play may not resonate with everybody, but it does with me, and right. so I share it. And it does with a lot of people that right. we work with. So if you think of a three-act play as the first act is is uh, preparation, if you will. It's where you introduce characters. The second act, you create the conflicts created. And a third act is where resolution occurs. Mm. Well, I look at the first act of, of a play, or the first act of life in my metaphor as I'll call it zero to 30 to simplify it. Okay. That's the preparation stage. Sure. Act right. one is preparation. It's where I decide where do I want to go to school? Where, do I, where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? Will I have children? Will I not have children? What's my worldview? The second act for... Can I say, excuse me, is that like, what do I want to be when I grow up? If I grow up? Well said. Okay. Well said. Right. Uh, that must be a Peter Pan quote in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, good point. So, so, and then the second act we'll call the success act. And that's really where people, both Christian and secular people, really mm -hmm. say, how do I make my mark on this world? How will anyone know I was here? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in a, in a capitalistic country like ours, it's, it's measured by financial gain. For an artist, it's perhaps the painting that you do. For musicians, it's the song in your heart that mm -hmm. has to get out. For a business person, it might be, I'm keeping score with money, or it just happens to be making money because I'm doing what I love. And then it's that third act that I would call the act of significance for many and not, not so much for, for others. So, of course, we all know Bob Buford's book, From Success to Significance, right. Halftime thought that was a terrific book but right. so it's that act of significance and as anyone will tell you in theater it's that third act where all the action is exactly and so we do meet people who they come through the second act they've made a lot of money or not made a lot of money they're coming in the last act and they're thinking about how do i rest until i die right but for those who say no i think god put me here for a purpose right there's something i'm supposed to do right there's this thing in my heart that I know the Lord's calling me to do. That's the person who benefits most from the work we do in the third act. Exactly. And I appreciate that. And folks, we're going to uh, uh, carry this over to part two. We want to make sure that you get to a device of some kind and uh, tune into part two, because now we're going to dig a little deeper and we're going to ask a couple of other questions. In fact, there's a parable in the New Testament that Bob and I will discuss uh, about the rich fool. And uh, he was a fool because Jesus said he was. And what's that context and what's that story? So get over to uh, our website, secondhalfnow.com. Tune in and uh, hear the whole show right there. So we want to encourage you to tune in every Monday right here on KKPZ 1330. That's in the uh, Portland, Oregon market, 530 to 6 p.m. And then go to part two, of course, as I mentioned, uh, around the clock and around the world. And if you have questions... Uh, about today's guest or topic, want to get in touch with uh, Bob Bedritus, who is my guest today under the topic, Planning to Make a Difference, then go to our website and uh, just submit a uh, contact form. We'll get back to you and everything will, be, everything will be clear. So thank you for listening today, Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett. We're signing off. We're saying goodbye for now, but get over to the website and grab uh, part two. You hear the whole thing with Bob Bedritus. 
secondhalfnow.com. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Oswego Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial.